I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Bring, bring it bring it to the Hello and welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. All right, now we have another club update, this one on Burnley with Jamie Smith, who writes for ESPN FC, as well as other places, also No Name Never Net. Is that an article place or a podcast place? Uh, just a podcast these days. Ah, fair enough. Well, go listen to that. He's excellent there. Glad to have you with us, Jamie. It's deadline day. Looks like you're going to get in a central midfielder. I know there was a panic um, when Joey Barton ended up leaving, but you've already brought in DeFore, who's looked very good. Now an Irish international seemingly on his way, having a medical as we speak. Are you confident that you've now filled that position? Sort of. Um, DeFore, I like the look of so far. He played very well against Liverpool, but not so well against Chelsea. It's just going to take him a little bit of time to settle in, I think. Um, Jeff Hendrick, we seem to have been talked about in links with him pretty much all summer. The fee seems massive, but then all the fees are massive, so I, I don't know how much we can we can judge on that. My feeling is that though, if we actually wanted him, we could have done it a lot cheaper earlier in the summer. It seems like his his fears exploded because of the Euros when he did okay without being that incredible. He hit the bar twice, and that seems to have doubled his value. Um, but we haven't really added, even if Hendrick is done, we haven't really strengthened the midfield. We've sort of upgraded a couple of players, but the cover's still not there. So Barton will have gone, David Jones will have gone, and DeFore and Hendrick will have come in. So it's two out, two in. One of the other the lads we have as cover, Frederick Overstad, looks like he's going to go out and warm. So that would leave us with three specialist central midfielders, really. Um, and Dean Marnie's quite injury prone these days, so I think a lot of fans are still hoping that we can get another central midfielder in. Although it's probably unlikely at this stage. The the guy we've been linked with as well was Dale Stevens at Brighton. They seem um, unwilling to sell. We've had five bids rejected, according to various reports. So that's something that we could maybe revisit. But again, it would probably take a really big fee to to get him. It seems like this summer, Championship clubs have. I've realised that Premier League clubs are so rich they can pretty much charge what they want. You see players like Jonathan Codgier moving for eleven million, rising to fifteen million. It just shows what the market's like these days. And I think it's taken us until the last few days to to sort of adjust to that and realise that Jeff Hendrick is now a, a ten million pound player. Um I think also Hendrick is worth noting he can also play sort of wide midfield, not really as a winger, but our four four two we have our wide midfielders like to tuck in and help out the central midfielder. He's done that role for, for Derby and Ireland as well, so we could be earmarking him for that position as well. So his versatility is a, 
a bit of a positive, but yeah, certainly eyebrows raised at the fee that we're apparently paying from. I can't believe that Jeff Hendrick is worth more money than Stephen DeFore. It's a crazy market these days. It certainly is. Uh, up front, we continue to not fully discuss the Andre Gray thing, and we'll continue to do so here, but he may be facing a suspension. Bamford on the way in. Do you think that that's adequate if he was to be out? Do you think Vokes would start up front if that was the situation? Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know exactly what's going to happen with Gray. It's the, the deadline today is for him to respond. I assume he's going to accept the charges, and it sounds like a suspension is the likeliest outcome. Um, how long that is, it could be one game, it could be five. No one seems to have any clue. Everyone's just guessing, so... Remains to be seen what happens there. Uh, Bamford is done. That's all sorted. Um, again, uh, doubts over him, really. He's done very well at championship level. Not done anything in the Premier League, although um, it's fair to say he's not really had that much of a chance at Palace or Norwich. Two sides that don't create an awful lot of chances, plus he started barely any game. So, although he hasn't scored a Premier League goal, it's not like... Um, it's not like he's played a lot and then failed. I think he's he's still needing to prove himself rather than being already a failure at that level. Um, Gray's out, Bamford would presumably get a chance. We're unlikely to move from 4-4-2, so it would be Bamford and, and Volks. Again, though, cover seems to be a problem with Bamford. Um, we've now got four. Ashley Barnes as well, although he's coming back from an injury he had in pre-season. He's not really played yet this, this season. So that only leaves us four. Um, Gray, I'm confident will score goals this season. Sam Volts, if he stays fit, will score goals. But I think Barnes has got about five Premier League goals, and that's more than the other three combined. So it's obviously a concern that we're not going to score enough goals. Um, one of the other strikers, Lucas Jukovic, looks like he's going to go out on loan, which will be welcomed by all Burnley fans because he's he's basically got no confidence in front of goal, never looks like scoring. He's played for us 41 times, I think, without scoring a goal. So it's about time we got rid of him. But again, it's a player that we probably need to replace. So I think the, the chairman, Mike Garlick, said three or four weeks ago that we needed three or four signings. Since then, we've signed two and let one first-team player go. So surely we still need three or four signings. Um, so if it's just Henrik, I think there'll be a lot of disappointment around because the squad still looks very thin in key areas. Yeah, uh, Albert Dodoma being linked as well would be an addition <coughs> out wide if you did manage to get him. Is that one that you're hoping for? I, I am hoping for that one. I've liked Dodoma for, for some time now. Obviously, um, Middlesbrough brought in a lot of players this summer. It's, probably slipped down the pecking order a little bit there. Again, the fee seems crazy. I saw 9 million mentioned for Adoma, which will put him in the same sort of ballpark as as Hendrick. I don't think he's, he's worth that, but I don't think any of the players are worth the, the fees that have been talked about this summer. So I think as fans, we just have to get used to it as well. But yeah, Adoma has something different to our wide options that we don't really have. He's pacey, he's got a trick, he's more of a goal threat than the other wingers we've got. So... Um, yeah, I'm hopeful of that one, although there was only really a couple of links about that yesterday, so it might just be one of these um, agent talks to try and muster up some interest. I'm not sure how much is actually in it, but um hopeful for a winger because there was also talk of, of Michael Kiteley going out on loan, so I think clearing the, the deadwood has been one of the, the big tasks for Sean Dash this summer, and thin out his squad a bit and 
not have so many bodies that are taking up wages and not contributing. But then the flip side is that we do look short of cover at the moment. We played a League Cup game with a teenager and a guy midfielder who's going out on loan now. And at Chelsea, we ended up with the same teenager who's looked good, but he's a teenager. Um, Aidan O'Neill playing in midfield with James Tarkovsky, who's a, a central defender, um, just because we were so short in central midfield. So um, we obviously need bodies at this stage. I don't think anyone wants to sign players for the sake of it. We were linked with Charles and Zogbia yesterday in the, the media in some quarters, which would be a classic, we need any player who is available, Charles and Zogbia, he'll do. Um, so I don't think we want signings like that, but certainly we need to be quite active today and bring in quality players who are going to improve the team and, and therefore um, push some of the other players down the pecking order and, and they'll be then the cover because at the moment we're a couple of injuries away from having what looks on paper to be a very poor team out. Yeah. Um, as far as outgoings, uh, Lucas, not even going to try. Um, uh, but at the beginning of the summer, you talked about how nervous you were about keeping Keane at the back. And now looks like you have, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm saying this, succeeded in keeping him. How big is that for you to have that kind of stability at the back with him and Heaton, who I think continues to be a very underrated goalkeeper? Yeah, it's massive for us. I mean, there was a lot of talk early in the summer that Leicester wanted him, but then they signed um, the Spanish lad Hernandez, and that seemed to go a bit more quiet. Um, there was talk of a few bids being rejected and we were very clear that we weren't willing to sell. Um, Keane doesn't seem like the sort of player we wanted to force a move. I'm sure there's like a gentleman's agreement that if we are relegated, then we'll allow him to go for a reasonable fee. Next summer, I think that would be fair enough. Um, but yeah, the stability's obviously vital. Since um, Boxing Day last season, when we lost heavily at Hull, we've been unbeaten in the Championship 23 games with the same back four and goalkeeper for all those games. Um, so to be able to play the same the same defensive unit in the Premier League is obviously crucial, although we have brought in um, John Flanagan on one from Liverpool, who is presumably going to play full-back on one of the wings um, at some point once he gets up to full fitness. So defensive stability, I think, is going to be key for us, certainly against the teams around us. I don't expect us to concede a lot of goals, although... Chelsea obviously stuck a few past us at the weekend. I'm sure they're going to do that to a few teams this year. Fair enough. All right, well, you think uh, there could be any late interest in anyone else, or do you think you'll be just about done with uh, Keane and maybe Adoma? Um, I, I don't know. Um, Sorry, I, I said Keane. <laughs> uh, obviously, I, I mean Hendrick. I, yeah, I don't see any, um, any first-team players going out. Obviously, um there's chances of massive late bids coming in, but if even if someone offered thirty million for Michael Keane, we've then got to go out and find a defender last minute who can replace him, and it obviously weakens our chances of survival. Um, Gray, there was talk of Sunderland earlier in the transfer window. I would assume that the impending suspension will put anyone off, um, simply because we don't know how long it's going to be. No one's going to buy. Andre Gray for big money and then find out that he's going to be out for five matches it's, oh, seems like that would be the sort of thing to put him off um, and I don't see any of our other players being in demand <laughs> apart from players that we maybe want to, to try and move on 
<laughs> or that uh, you've just signed. <laughs> yeah, incomings. Hendrick seems to be done. There's totally he's having a medical um, right now, actually, as we talk. So hopefully that'll be announced fairly quickly. Adorma, yeah, there was a couple of links yesterday. Don't know if there's much in it. Hopefully there is. And I think we'll need another striker with, with Jokovic going and, and Gray potentially being suspended. Um, but I don't think we can do another Premier League loan because we've got Flanagan and Bamford already in. So hopefully some, some bodies coming in. But as I've said, not just players for the sake of it. We've made that mistake before and they've not contributed. There's no point in signing players if they're just going to be on the bench and not really have any impact. We might as well see if there's players in the youth team that can do a job and try and bring them through instead. Aidan O'Neill looks, looks like he's going to be a talent, but it's arguable he's only had a chance because of the lack of other players in his position. So there's opportunities for other players to come through. Um, but I don't see us being, being massively active today and throwing money around all over the place. It might be the case that Hendrick's the only deal we do. All right, well, with uh, him being the main potential incoming, maybe one more with Adoma, how confident are you as we speak right now of staying up this season? Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, after after three games going into the international break, we'd have probably taken three points from the, the matches we had. We probably wouldn't have guessed Liverpool would have been the one that we'd won, but um, yeah, not really sure um, how much we can take out of the results so far. Uh, obviously some of our rivals who we expect to be at the bottom have started the season very well, Hull have looked pretty good but I suspect their lack of squad depth will will bite at some point um, there's a long way to go um, home form's going to be crucial, we're going to need to make sure we score enough goals, give Gray the right service there's no reason why we can't stay up as long as we make good additions today and in January if we need to, if we add to the squad there as well but I think I'm naturally quite pessimistic, and at the moment, I don't think we've quite got enough. All right, and if, unfortunately, things did turn wrong, I assume the club would stick by Dice again? Uh, I would guess so. I think I, I don't think he'll have done anything particularly wrong, and we still are expected to be relegated. At some point, we are going to have to really have a crack at staying up, otherwise, what's the point if you're going to be a yo-yo club the the ultimate aim is to do what West Brom did and then become established and there's two ways you can do that you can do it by investing heavily and by being canny in the market and I think we'd probably go for the for the latter but at the moment our squad isn't any stronger than it was last season and it seems insane given the the amount of money at the club now that the, the squad's just no stronger right now so um, we've spent the money on the training ground. We've done all sorts of off-the-field work. I think everyone wants to see us put the money on the pitch now and really give Dash more of a chance. Um, but I don't see Dash having many better offers at the moment. There might be championship clubs with more money that see him as a, a route to promotion, given he's done it twice. But I think if he wants a Premier League job, he's going to have to keep us up. There's no other way that he can prove himself as a Premier League manager. So... Yeah, I think if we went down, we'd be happy to give him another go and try and get promoted again. But he might see it as a as a chance to to go and try his hand somewhere else. That's maybe got more chance of being being established in the Premier League. It's, it's difficult to say. It remains to be seen, I suppose. But at the moment, I would expect Dash to be our manager this time next year. Whatever happens. All right, fair enough. That'll do it for us now. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? 
Um, just the the podcast, our our um, reaction to Chelsea podcast went live today. You can get that at nonandever.net. We'll have a transfer window wrap-up one at some point next week as well. And you can also read my various witterings on Burnley at ESPN FC. I'm the Burnley blogger for them. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Jamie. We really appreciate it. No worries, mate. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.